Hey, this is Colt Cabana, professional wrestler from the Art of Wrestling podcast. You're listening to City Wrestling Radio Podcast, which is weird because it's either radio or podcast. Can't be both, but hey, with you, baby, it is. Yeah. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. In the Diamond Studio with my my beekeeper friend, my my buddy, my pal, Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? You know, it's you know another Friday, another bee show. Another bee show. Yeah, no, it's the bee show where we're here to talk about NXT and pretty much everything else that happened this week in the world of wrestling. Yeah, uh, because more like a catch up, you know. Yeah, because that's our new format. We're not going to bust out like ninety shows a week anymore because we make them count. You know, we gotta exactly. at least, we gotta quality. Yeah, quality, not quantity. I feel like, uh, you know, the reason why, like, might as well just compartmentalize all things. Uh, the main roster WWE stuff, because it might as well be the same goddamn thing anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. How many eliminations? Oh, well, let's just, yeah, we won't even talk. If you want to hear about all the bullshit this week, go check out This Week in WWE with me and Jose Oseguera. Ding! And you could uh, catch up in all of the news. The, this Week in WWE bullshit. Yeah, maybe that's what all. Maybe that's what the B show should be too. The, the bullshit, bullshit show. The bullshit show. Yeah. Um, but guys, yeah, thank you for tuning in. You can watch it, listen to this show or the other show, the WWE show at SoundCloud.com. You can watch with your ears. You can watch with your ear holes. Yeah, I like it. Um, at SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Also, across a plethora of other fine podcast applications iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Castbox, and many, many more. Also, if. Uh, Best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio is at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let's start an unhealthy internet relationship and uh, tag, like, sh- uh, share, and subscribe. What are you talking about? All relationships over the internet is healthy. Yeah. I mean, how- I mean, a good, ver- I mean, that's, I feel like that's, I mean, where am I going with this? Did you have a long distance internet girlfriend when you were a kid, Michael? I did. You did? How'd yeah. That, how'd that work out? Um, apparently, she was a model. In SoCal. And we're still together to this day. <laughs> yeah, she's like super hot. It's like whatever. Um, but no, I did. I had a, a long... Di- you know, like just... Like, was, this like, like, was this MySpace uh, era? Dirt, no. Was no, this Zanga era? No, this is AIM. Oh. AOL Instant so Messenger. No, so not even kids. a picture. No, we sent Immediate picture. Pic- oh, yeah, y'all... Yeah, you definitely sent pictures. We sent pictures. But, uh... But guys, if you, wanna, if you want us to send something to you, go to brownbutterwrestling.com. Slash cwr.html. You buy certain enough, a uh, certain amount of T-shirts, you get a picture from Corey. Yeah, maybe we should start doing like semi-nudes. We should do a calendar. Yeah, like a uh, lingerie calendar. So like or four a... months worth of me, four months worth of you, and four months worth of Jose. Yeah, at different wrestling shows. Yeah, and then like a special edition for each one too. Like I get twelve months of me, Ooh. and then twelve months of Corey, and then twelve months of Jose. That Jose calendar, that's those are gonna fly it's off got the right way, Jose. It's yeah. got wrong way, Jose. It's even got no way, Jose, in that. Yeah, for some reason, just like I think <laughs> on the month of June. Yeah, he apparently. just comes walking by. Uh, but guys, like I said, go buy a T-shirt today. Sizes range from extra small to four XL. Uh, we got your size today. So uh, let's see what's going on in the world of wrestling today, Michaels. Uh, some news going on. Want to talk about John Moxley again? Um, we can. But should we yeah. get, should we talk about uh, Adrian Lionheart first? I already. Yes, actually, yeah, let's, let's just let's just go. Yeah, the somber news out of the way. Uh, you know, this week Adrian uh, McKellum, um, McKellum uh, goes by yeah. yeah Lionheart in the ICW uh, passed away at the age of thirty six. 
Um, you know, there was no details on the uh, death before, but, uh, you know, Meltzer did reveal yesterday that it was a suicide. Um, and this was on the terms of, you know, of the family or his estate involved in it, right? To release the information on it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, he has he has since formally disclosed that, you know... He, would, he he wouldn't he he wouldn't put out this information. It was sensitive information at for for a yeah. moment, and then yeah, then he started talking. And looking at that, uh, looking at that tweet, um, the last tweet he uh, he posted before his death, it was it was quite the cryptic one, honestly. Um, it was, it was kind of like on the same lines of the warrior thing. Um, remember, why I know warrior's an asshole, but like remember how warrior? It was just more like the last your last breath. Every it was pretty much like a last la- breath. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, you know, mental health is no joke. It really people. is. He um, suffered from a depression that he's battled with for yeah. years, um, and the same, you know, the same thing happened to. Um, oh God, what's you know, it? Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Um, I mean, Marunalo. Speaking like Marunalo, which his documentary is on YouTube now. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, you should the check bipolar it out. It's really, it's. You know, we are we are flawed human beings. You know, and I feel like the more the more we as society is more in tuned. Of our own, you know, in uh, more in tuned of you know acknowledging our own flaws and being you know coming yeah. into terms with it. Like it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be to feeling these Absolutely. certain ways. You, you ever watch that movie? Uh, what's that Pixar movie? Uh, emotions. No, it's that you. Inside Out. Inside Out. Yes. I'm like emotions. <laughs> of a um, but no, like no, you know, you know, in all real, in like, in all realness, though, like, if you know, you guys ever feel down or depressed that you guys feel like you ever, you know, calls there, there's, there's hotlines out there. You don't, I don't have people want to help. People will always want to help, man. So, and and this, uh, this McCallum guy, Lionheart, Mm -hmm. Adrian, Adrian. Yeah. Adrian McCallum. He, you know, he's, he was a very, very astute individual. Like you saw those pictures of him visiting, uh, uh, children's hospitals in Glasgow, Scotland, not too long ago. And him just like, you know, spending time with them. And he's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I, he is at he is more or less at peace now. Uh, ICW wrote on their Twitter page the other day says we are heartbroken to learn the tragic death of ICW World Heavyweight Champion Adrian Lionheart McCallum. Uh, they go on to say that Adrian was the mainstay of ICW at British Professional Wrestling. Most importantly, he was our friend. Um, his passing leaves a huge hole in the lives of everyone that knew him. Please pay respect to the pr- uh, family's privacy at this time. Uh, McCallum did start wrestling in 2002, and by 2007 had made his debut in ICW wrestling there regularly, uh, pretty much for the rest of his career. Uh, he defeated Alexander Dean for the ICW championship last weekend. Jeez. So he literally just became champion. And at a Preston City wrestling show in 2014, Lionheart broke his neck in two places, landing badly, falling after a Styles clash by AJ Styles. Um, he returned to the ring a year later. Wow. So um, he was also comp- he also competed in a triple threat match in ROH um, for the for their heavyweight title. You know who was uh, holding that title? One Nigel McGuinness. Nigel, oh Nigel, he's fine. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And then there was a tribute from The Rock as well, which uh, was which is always good to good to hear. Um, I would only assume I would connect the dots with Rock being in tune with the British wrestling community because you know fighting with my family right there's definitely you know there's definitely Page. a background he probably helped out from there yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if he was right 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 uh 
and yeah, uh, condolences to the what family. What did the what the Rock put something out on Twitter? Or? Yeah, he tweeted about like it's how like, so sad to hear about the passing. Of, yeah, okay. this is a nice tribute. Oh yeah, like yeah, so like um, condolences to the friends, family, and fans of Adrian McCallum. You know, the ICW World Heavyweight Champion. But let's you know, as as we do, the show will go on, and as the uh, world keeps turning. You, but we will not forget you, McCallum. Uh, you said you want to talk about Moxley, right? So yeah, Moxley, J- Jonathan uh, he, Good Moxley. The New Japan, their own, they made their own sanctioned interview because people just want to talk to this guy. Honestly, I mean, I would too. Like, like how much I, of an infectious personality? I, I think Ant, and, or uh, Moxley just yeah. he has all his free time now because he's not doing like nine hundred shows a year. Yeah. So you mean again? He feels like he's eighteen again, right? Um, I'm just going to read the bullet points from OnePostWrestling.com. Thank you, John Pollock. Uh, he was interviewed by New Japan following his debut earlier this month at Sumo Hall against Juice Robinson. He debated whether to incorporate his Shield entrance by walking through the crowd, but acknowledged it was the right call because it's a cool entrance and felt to enhance the feel for the match because the mood in the arena adjusted when he came through the audience. I really like his theme song. It's just oh, a, I haven't heard his new. It's Japan just one. a Mexican bar like it's just some Mex- like a guitar you hear from a Mexican bar. Okay, like from a like Robert a Rodriguez Spanish movie. Spanish guitar riff, not even a Sp- like an electric guitar. Oh, okay, yeah, nice. Um, regarding his gear, he had new ring boots to wear that didn't fit, and neither did an old pair. So he went with the wrestling shoes. He hated wrestling in jeans in WWE and did so because it separated him from everyone else. But never wants to wrestle in them again. I, you know. We have the technology, Moxley, haven't you? I feel like this man has never been to Uniqlo. Like I had, I would always assume that Jenkins. he was. Yeah, I thought he would. I was always assuming that he would just wear like those stretch jeans that he like. I think Target has these now. These are these are from Old Navy. I'm wearing right now, and they're pretty stretchy. Yeah, you can't like how easily uh, how can easy can you drop. do a how how easy can you do a wacky line? Oh, the part where he rebounds from the ropes. Oh God, I pretty probably pretty easily. Yeah, probably very easily. Yeah. I How well can move. you do a dirty? Is he going to do that? Is, did he bring that move back at all? What the dirty deeds? No, the wacky line. <sighs> I'm gonna have to look back. I Honestly, hope he not. probably did. I fucking hope not. I hate that. Move. I liked. I love. I. It's okay. I hated how slow it's, it was. No, okay. Though his like, execution during that time, like if done well, it's pretty cool. And but then, like when Nigel McGuinness first did it, like it was you know it was cool and badass. But then like you see it like every Monday, and you're like, I get it. You know. I get it. You bounce off shit. Yeah. Oh, what else he said? He discussed the history with Juice Robinson, FCW, where Robinson would ride with him and Seth Rollins and seek advice from them. Moxley was ecstatic with their match at Sumo Hall and has been following his career since he came to New Japan in 2015. Something about, think about it, like, I have a little bit of sympathy for Juice Robinson because this is a guy, every time every time he gets a little sense of momentum, it, it kind of gets put on the wayside by some new hot shit. Like oh, remember when he got that U.S. title and then Cody Rhodes immediately just like got it away from yeah. him and now he lost the U.S. title against John Moxley. Well, he, he lost even, it to Jay White as well. He lost it to Jay White and then he he's, he lost it to John Moxley and he can't and John Moxley can't even defend it in the in the um, Dallas show now. Well, okay, yeah. I mean that's just an AEW call and so he was supposed to be originally he was supposed to be put in A block but then because of that he can't. Yeah, right now he can't compete on American yeah. television, and yeah. I guess what you you were saying earlier is that he can't compete on any American promotion. Once I mean, AEW if he starts. can't perform in the Dallas show, one would assume that he can't. Well, that's because it's televised. televised. And, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's gone. It's on access. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he did that one show at New York, I think. Yeah. With again that, in that match against Darby Allen, which sounds like it'd be a cool match. Yeah. Apparently, Renee Young was at that show too. Because yeah, I saw the she poster. Does, because she does. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. With the Corey Graves too, and like that's that's kind of surprising. They WWE lets them like like lets randomly the announcers or just have like an autograph signing. Maybe maybe it's set like the approval. It has to be at the approval God. of WWE. But, Just get um, heavy machinery to fucking APW. I want to see them defend those Yellow yeah. County Tag Team titles. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you know John Moxley was moved to the A Block. Do you want to just talk about the? Or he was supposed to be in the A Block, but he was moved to the B Block. Because... Do you want to go over the contest, the newly released contestants of the G One Climax? Let's hear it. Uh, I was hoping you would have. Oh man, <laughs> um, let's see. Oh man, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. New let's Japan see. Pro Wrestling. Yeah, but no. So. Originally, John Moxley was supposed to be put in the uh, A block because they wanted. Him. Isn't Okada is in the A block, correct? Um, because so they wanted him to have yeah. matches with Okada and Tanahashi, but because he can't be on American television right now, um, he was put in the B block. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, let's see, and you know, with John Moxley, the way he's been competing. You know, I'm definitely not trying to stretch this out at all. This is great. Uh, this is all great stuff. This is great radio. I love it. Let's see. Oh, that's just the G1 Climax. That's not 2019. And here we go. A Block. Uh, we have Lance Archer, Evil, Bad Luck Fale, Kota Ibushi, Kenta, Kazuchika Okada. Come on, you got to say it like the Japanese announcers. Kazuchika Okada. Kata. No, Okada. Okay, first of all, first of all, no, they say um, they say Kazuchika. Oh, Okada, Kazuchika. Tanahashi. Sanada. Zack Saber Junior. Will Ospreay. Racist? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm sorry. Lance Archer, Evil, Bad Luck Fale, Kota Bushi, Kenta, Okada, Osprey, Saber, or Zack Saber Jr. An interesting development on that one, but keep going. Yes, Sonata, Tanahashi, all in the A block. In the B block, we have Yano, Jay White, Toru Yano, aka the comedy spot. Yeah. The rest comedy spot. Shingo Takagi, Taichi. Juice Robinson, Naito, uh, Moxley, Ishii, Goto, and one Jeffrey Cobb. Man, this is going to be one hell of a G1. <laughs> Shingo Takagi in the B block, right? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Mox- so, let's just, again, let's just go through this. Moxley versus Shingo. Moxley versus Naito. Moxley versus Cobb. Moxley versus Ishii. Hell, I'm even looking forward to the Moxley versus Yano match just to see what like what silly shit they can do. Moxley do. versus Taichi. Oh my God! The things that he'll do to that microphone. <laughs> and everybody, yeah. I don't know if fucking Tai Chi sings when he comes down, but it's yeah. just like I hate. No, that keep uh, just uh, just, say uh, some, just say a bunch of Japanese gibberish again. Uh, let's yeah. see. <laughs> let's see how racist I can get on this show today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So and then the A block uh, again. I feel like what? Okay, uh, what's the A block again? <laughs> Lance Archer, Evil, uh, Bad Luck Fale, Kota Ibushi, Kenta. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, Osprey, Zack Saber Jr., Sonata, and Tanahashi. Yeah, that that A block. It's again very stacked, but then it's also a bunch of matchups. Uh, with the exception of Kenta, it's a bunch of matchups we've all seen before. It's the it's like the stuff that we know it's good, but we also know it's good. Yeah, it's not like there's not this curiosity factor towards it because I know what a well, we definitely know what a Naito and fucking abushi matches like oh, that's why they God. separate him in the blocks i have this really yeah um 
what were you gonna say? You had this. You and like we know. I mean, Okada and um, Okada and Tanahashi. We already know is gonna do be in the Dallas show. Uh, let's see. Like right, right. They got that Dallas show card like more or less sorted out. Yeah, I'm right? trying I to find. I'm trying to find the the card right now. Yeah, because all I know is that Okada and uh, and I think Evil versus Fale. What's da- what's the Dallas show called? It's like Dallas. God, I just know somebody listening to this Down is just losing their fucking mind. All right. right anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a one hell of a show. Yeah. Okay. Right now, in what's the date today? June twenty second, twenty first, twenty first, twenty first. Who do you who you got winning G one climax? Who's who who wins it all? Jeff Cobb. No. Um, I definitely think whoever is going to win it. God damn it. Um, I think Okada might win, and he'll choose. Yeah, I, I, I they haven't done that yet, and I think New Japan's trying to be, they're trying to do things a lot like differently, but they have shown some signs of trying new stuff. <sighs> I think it's gonna be Ibushi. That's unless it. he doesn't fucking die, <laughs> God willing. I mean, they're they're gonna have a definitely have a um, an Ibushi uh, Okada match in this, so yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I think. It's really unfortunate because I do. While Naito is still a heavy favorite, in my opinion, it's start, I'm starting to feel like his time has passed, and like they just they were just too gun shy gun shy about it. Like when he won that G1, he should have won at Wrestle Kingdom that year when he made evented. I thought it was super unfortunate that he didn't. Um, not to not to take anything away from Okada, I just thought that was a bit of a misstep of a decision. Um, but I think it's Naito. I mean, not Naito. It's I think it's Abushi's time. He he signed a long term contract. This is going to be that him signing he's that long term for life. He's gonna he he. I think he has like a three year deal. I think, but then I thought he said his lifetime contract. No, it's just a lot more long term. Oh, long term. Oh, and, uh, oh man, you remember like... man? Remember that uh, Kenny Omega interview? Uh, the the panel where he uh, he held back tears, saying, "I know if I asked Abushi to sign, no, if I asked Abushi to sign." <laughs> I know he would take it, yeah. But that would like that. That's some real shit, dude. Either that, or he's just a really magnificent actor, and we're getting worked like marks, probably. Yeah, probably getting worked. But you were talking about uh, Moxley. Uh, or time being passed, though. Oh, but okay. go ahead. Minoru Suzuki noticeably out of this G one. He's pissed. He is ticked off. Yeah. Um. So another thing, uh, Zack Saber Jr. He is defending his British on June twenty fifth. Uh, Kazuno Road. Zack Saber Jr. is already defending his uh, defending his British Heavyweight Championship against Yoshihashi in a huge 60-minute main event. However, both men have agreed to another stipulation on that raises the stakes even further. In addition to this championship, Saber Jr. will be putting his spot in the G1 Climax on the line. So that means there'll be no member. Well, so Lance Archer's a member of Suzuki Goon, right? I don't. Remember, I don't know. Zach accepted the challenge after multiple requests by Yoshihashi, including one challenge in English this past Wednesday night. This is the first time in history in New Japan that someone has to put their G1 Climax entry on the line in a match. If victorious, Yoshihashi will be bringing newfound gold in with him to the tournament. My goodness. Why would you ever? I mean, yeah, it's supposed to put like this is from WrestleZone, by the way. Yeah. I, that's I go, go Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, is what I'm saying. No, Zack Saber Jr. is a fantastic wrestler, and Yoshihashi is a wrestler. Yoshihashi, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's probably a good wrestler. I, I'm not a fan of his though. I mean, kind of sucks. He's, he's there. Yeah, but how far do you think uh, John Moxley's gonna go in this? You know, he could. I can definitely see him being in a final. I can too. I Kota Kota Ibushi, John to. Moxley. Oh man, 
just again, this is this is the whole the whole point of the G one is these matchups. Yeah. Everybody fights everybody, and like it's uh it's it's wrestling booking calculus. Like I, it would be like it is something that can only see New Japan. The only the only promotion in the world to actually pull this off would be New Japan. Yeah, who knows? AEW might actually do this. What a uh, like G one like type a G one like a G tournament because you know they want to be like a sports like presentation, right? Yeah, I can see AEW do more of like a, a, a single just, just yeah a single elimination tournament. Yeah, and I think those more turn those are just those are I like those a lot like a single elimination tournaments. The G one's really cool, but at the same time, it is kind of like rosters. Long. I feel like in AEW, what it is right now, the roster's not big enough, not deep enough, right, to ever actually justify that. Also, it's just I think with the logistically speaking, yeah, they are foregoing house shows. Um, but it would still be kind of a wear and tear on your talent as well. That's why I think they're going to allow them to be on indies because if they're not doing house shows, they can't do like one or two shows a week. Like some of these guys need to. But keep... then it depends on how well they're taken care of under the AEW contract. You think like, hey, they have an AEW contract. You think they just they don't need to do those indie well, shows? Well, just for like conditioning, you know what I mean? Like you're going to get slower. You're going to get a little bit rusty if you're just doing one then show just week. train like i know like i know the the, the thing the main the the main thing about wrestling is only, the only way to get better in wrestling is to wrestle there's wrestling no, there's no actual like equation to it you just gotta yeah. you know like the more it. squats you do the better wrestler yeah. you are now yeah. yeah like you do wrist exercise you do palm exercises better you're better at the claw oh yeah like uh which is true by the way like aaron row eric, eric rowan yeah aaron rowan's his brother I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so G one G one Climaxu. And when does that when does G one start? July July seventh. Seventh, right? Or eighth. Yeah, I hope seventh. so. Things We've got, we got a l I feel like we got a lot of things wrong today. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. It's no. it's the B show. We didn't get an A for we didn't get an A. You you listen, you like you just go in the window, you just put your ear against the window. They're not getting it right. You marks, you're not getting it right. Um but no. So anyways. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see because that's the day after uh, it starts. The day after the uh, King of the Indies tournament, yeah. In, uh, and isn't aren't the finals during SummerSlam weekend? Whoa! Oh, that's WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I think so. I believe. Yeah, so. or at least some of those dates just like overlap. That that SummerSlam well, weekend no, is going to be goddamn insane. It can't because SummerSlam's at the end of August. Right, it kind of goes. It kind of goes that far, dude. No, it doesn't go two months. It, it goes like a month. It'll probably be the the end of uh, beginning of August. So end. I always associate and like the mid uh, midway uh, midway end of August to G one climax. Yeah, eh, we'll, we'll see. see man. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got to look at a calendar. Yeah, calendar schmalendar. But what else we got? What else we got? Today? Uh, Nikki Bella. She had an interview with Jimmy Fallon not too long ago, and uh, the reason why she retired is that she has a ruptured neck and a cyst in her brain. Like, good God. Oh, it's that's that's a not, hey, that's not if good. anything that's a good reason to stop wrestling. It's like you know, good I reason. just like I had a ruptured neck and like a cyst in my brain, so I just like couldn't do it anymore. Not to you know, not to take away the seriousness of the situation, but I know, but she sounds she sounds beautiful. And she let's hope, beautiful, let's so. hope, let's hope them nothing but the best of health. And she seems to be in a happy place right now. Yeah. She's happily retired. She has a podcast with uh, with her sister Bree. Um, Henry Cejudo was on uh, fly, feather. Uh, Who's that? He's a band. He's the current bantamweight and featherweight UFC champion. He's been trying to ask out, uh, trying to try to go on a date with Nikki Bella playfully for the last 
I want to say since he won that bantamweight belt, I think. When was that? No featherweight belt. I don't know. Oh. Well, good on him. I don't think it worked. I, I mean, Nikki Bella is currently seeing somebody. Who? See, don't you watch Total Bellas? She's no. with Artem. Artem. Who? Who's that? That's the 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 Dancing with the Stars dancer. Oh, she's. Yeah, they're dating. Well, dating, dating. I mean, it's as much as as much as they're willing to reveal. They're having sex. I mean, sure. Why not? That's what you do, right? When you're dating I, think, I think when you're an adult and you date, it's just like you just have sex and then. Uh, I don't know. I've yet to figure this out. No. I'm 32 years I don't old. I know. It's, well, you know, what they do behind closed doors is nunya business. Uh, no. You hear about the Dana Brooke thing with a match with Sarah Logan? Oh, my God. She got freaking. Like a car just ran in the back of Dana Brooke's head straight into the post. So yeah, that um, so Dana Brooke um, on an episode of main, uh, Dark Match before Monday Night Raw, it was being filmed for main, main event, uh, was kind of in the corner facing the turnbuckle on her knees, and that's when Sarah Logan came up from behind her and pretty much gave her a V trigger to the back of the head, and that's when um, yeah, that's, Dana Brooke that's, just smashed you know her head. impact on the back of the head and then the front of the head, and she like. Busted her orbital bone, I believe. Yes, and she was uh, she was leaking. They had to bring out a towel. Um, they just called off the match, you know, since it is main event. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always hear, um, and I think I heard this from like one of those writer hot leaks. No, yeah, the, from the dirt sheets that they like. Dana Brooke is has always been singled out as the hardest working person That's on what the I've roster. Heard, yeah. Where like she may not be like the internet an internet darling or she may not be the best, but goddamn she works the like she works her ass off and she has gained the respect of every single person in that entire locker room. And uh this just seems like a like an unfortunate misstep, but I don't think this is gonna, you know, she's gonna land she's gonna this is this ain't gonna weigh her down. Right? She, yeah. I and I wish nothing but the best, you know. She's been through a lot, you know, her ex you know, her former boyfriend, um he passed away, remember, yeah. when that happened. Mm-hmm. So Man, she's you know she just put out a tweet like a super motivational tweet that you know that all wrestlers do. I'm gonna keep going, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, down but not out. <clears throat> uh, what else good we on got you, Dana. Hopefully, stomping you grounds this Sunday. Ugh. The did you? Okay, first off, did you hear that fucking commercial they're doing? These boots, these yeah. boots. Um, if you want, sound if, like Nigel McGinnis. If you want, <laughs> these <laughs> boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. Sorry, I had it's to go tomorrow. Ju- I know the one. It just so, shows how you know, out of in touch. watching NXT, I saw the Stomping Grounds commercial. It was just Lacey Evans. Was there any other version? They're just no. They're just shows how out of touch they are with fucking the world. Like WWE, the song like, they they're choose. Just, they're for they're Stomping referencing Ground. like a Nancy Sinatra song from the 1960s. Like right up there with Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, let's call it Great Balls. It's good shit. So, eh, you know, it's Vince McMahon for you. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? We here? probably have to retire the good shit things soon. I think Vince just needs to retire in general. Oh damn! Hot uh, take. Fight TV. Uh, they're going to be carrying Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen. That's next week. That is next week. Yeah. We watch that. We should probably do like a review of that. Yeah, we should probably yeah. go through the card right now. That's nah, okay. I mean, Joey Janela, Moxley. That's that's going to be a good match. I I hope so. You know, yeah, stay I'm safe. Like, Drake Maverick exactly. is no longer twenty four seven champion. Like, he got pinned at his wedding. It was a great. It was a gr- that, it was a great video though. It I, was a pretty good video. Honestly, I feel like this twenty four seven title is probably one of like one of the main things it's off the, the main showcase roster. thing on the main roster. It is one of the most showcase things in the main roster. It also feels like it's the best because Vince doesn't give a shit about it. That's why. 
And I think I, you know, I, that's, I don't care. Yeah. And he's yeah. just letting someone else deal with it. Yeah. And once once Vince notices that it's somewhat over, oh, let me let me let me do something. To it. Yeah. But, uh, I think Timothy Thatcher. He's going to make his MLW debut. Yep. Uh, former- Look at this picture of John Moxley. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you should make okay. Put that in the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Um, Timothy Thatcher making his MLW debut next month. Uh, MLW t- announced today that Thatcher will debut for the promotion and their uh, television tapings in Queens, New York, on Thursday, July fifth. Thatcher's opponent has yet to be revealed. Uh, Thatcher, you know, as you know, he is from California. I believe from the Bay Area, right? He's from San Francisco, or you tell me, man. I believe so. Yeah, I, I, yeah. but he like res- lives in Austria. He's lived in Austria for a while, uh, wrestling with Ring Comp, uh, Walter, um, the other guys. Yeah, <laughs> isn't there a takeover soon? There is. I haven't watched NXT UK in a while, man. I'll be honest. Don't advertise that. <laughs> Don't advertise that. Okay, yeah, it's and. It- I, think I just, just I think be just beca- I think it's just because it's takeovers I, coming soon. They're going to build up to at least something. I think I'll start. Well, I'll start checking yeah, it out it's again. More, it's more like a check-in. Like, hey, what are you guys doing there? Like, it's like yeah. when you have like children and they're playing. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, gonna yeah. Nothing, Papa. We're yeah. just playing. Just over open the here. door and see what's going on there. All right. huh. Okay, Peter, that's what they're doing. Tony, Walter, I'm watching yeah. all three of you. You should, just, you should just review the shows on a British accent <laughs> the entire time. Then, then First you got Walter. He's Mastiff. And then they got the Imperium is going to... Man, that's a, what a name. Did they take... Okay, so was it... Did I? No, I don't know, Corey. Whatever you're going to ask, I don't know. <laughs> I swear I saw a picture of Imperium in ring comp jackets. Sure, why not? Okay. Uh, so just to clarify on the Nikki Bella injury, um, she Ooh, revealed another herniated disc in her neck along with inflammation around the metal from her neck surgery in 2016 and was found to have a cyst in her brain. Good lord, get healthy, Nikki Bella. Wrestling is just not worth it. You already you made your money, girl. Yeah, just do Dancing with the Stars and then be a judge on Dancing with the Stars. It's fine. Like, dude, like Nikki Bella. Like, I I cannot stress this enough how much how surprisingly mainstream those twins, like uh, Nikki and Brie, actually are. How what? Nikki, like how much, like how Total Divas is kind of a big deal amongst like more mainstream circles. Like, they don't need wrestling anymore. Oh, definitely. I think there's a lot of people that. Um, no re- <laughs> wrestlers from the Total Bellas, and I find it completely hilarious. Out of ever, out of that entire cast of Total Bellas, the only person re- left that's actually like kind of wrestling in a semi full time matter is, in fact, Daniel Bryan, the person <laughs> that we never like. I would have never suspected to be the one. He's like, I've this. sacrificed all their careers for my. They've career sacri- come- He's like Thanos. He grabbed like the, the scene is no longer wrestling. Bree is no longer wrestling. Nikki, now it's reality has come to me now. I have the reality stone. Yeah. Uh, that's Johnny Ace. Pretty much. He's still at WWE. For news, Alexa Bliss, she was being interviewed by New York Post in promotion for Stomping Grounds. Uh, she dis- you know, she discussed her issues with several concussions. This is, again, from postwrestling.com. Yeah. With several discussions that sidelined her and concerned her that it could end her career, she has been under the watch of Dr. Michael Collins. Uh, Ireland's own Michael Collins out of Pittsburgh and has helped educate her on concussions and different types that eased her anxiety about the issues. It was noted that it caused her to unable to wrestle on the on last October's Evolution card and was also didn't and all and was also didn't participate in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match last month regarding her recent trip to Saudi Arabia with Natalia and WWE crew. She noted that and I quote. 
One person came up to me during the show, shook my hand, and thanked us for being there and said, we really hope to see you guys have a match here soon, so it's definitely something that would be embraced, I feel. So I feel like MBS was like, nah, and then everyone else was like, but they're here, come on. And MBS said, nah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean. Hey, they're there to put smi- put pe- uh, smile on people's faces, all right? They're the agent of change, all right? Wait, who? I'm, I'm being, that's what I'm saying, that's... That's what that's the that are more or less the justification of what remember that's what Roman Reigns said. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're here to because we're in the progress. Yeah, and uh, not progress wrestling, but uh, I'm sorry. You, what was you the know what I mean. Again? <laughs> I'm sorry. You what know what I mean. Uh, I've got a couple other pieces of news though. Shoot, um, uh, Bobby Eaton hospitalized due to heart issues. Oh my God, get better, Bobby. Uh, Eaton. So uh, Jim, uh, the update on Bobby Eaton is that he did not he did not have a heart attack. Uh, but congestive heart failure, fluid buildup in the chest, legs, causing his heart to work harder, being treated uh, with uh, diuretics, uh, changing medicines, uh, heart rate up and down. Pacemaker is fine now. The situation is improving. Uh, he thinks, uh, or he thanks all who was worried. Uh, the 60-year-old wrestling legend has dealt with heart issues for years, going as far back as 2008. So... Get well soon. Get well soon, Bobby. And also, oh my God, breaking news. <clears throat> Mojo Raleigh signed a new contract, WWE. I tried to burp. <laughs> Nothing. I can ha- hear that. No, I tried to burp. Nothing happened, just like Mojo Raleigh. Okay, but to end the news on a cute note, Kelly and Dane and Nikki Cross finally tied the knot the other oh day. My, oh my goodness. And look at this picture. I'm, uh, this has to be the other picture for our... Killian Dane got fucking thin. Yeah. I mean, not thin. He leaned out. Well, he's he's also debuted. He debuted, I believe, on NXT, NXT UK. UK. So that'll be fun. <clears throat> Tilt it more and risk uh, losing everything <laughs> in this podcast. Uh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, looking very dapper. I wonder if um, if she got a coffee mug as a gift. She really wants a coffee mug, and Alexa won't give her her really expensive yeah. one. You think that? I mean, they're never gonna. They're, <laughs> I feel like if you ever show that picture to Vince, I feel like he's just gonna say like, "Oh, uh, why didn't we do it on TV?" No, he's uh, she. No, way, no, she is way too attractive for him. Let's bury him like his like his body hair buries him anyway. Let's let's put her with Bobby Roode. Yeah. And let's start calling him Bobby Roode again for no fucking that reason. Is still some of the most petty shit imaginable I can ever hear. Like the fact that they uh pumped the brakes on Rusev mostly due to the fact that they didn't they were they didn't think he he was they thought he was too unattractive for Lana. And that's bullshit. In the eighties, like he would be like, Oh, he's perfect for her. Because you know what I mean? Like he's a big brute. He's not like he's not again fat. Hearsay. Um, you know, it's unconfirmed. Whatever. Okay, shall we get into our NXT review this week? Why not? NXT taking place in full sale. We are not your kind. Um, Undisputed Era come out. They cut an in-ring promo. They have fancy new t-shirts, all yellow with the black lettering. Very nice. Just piss, in my opinion. Adam Cole says that 2019 is the Undisputed Era and that they will be draped in gold again. He says this NXT championship is just a sign of things to come. Cole warns everyone that steps in their way that they'll change the WWE Universe into an undisputed image. Cole then also suggests that NXT start using a new video intro package that he plays for the NXT crowd right there. Made by Kyle O'Reilly himself, The apparently. night before, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it was basically just the same intro song, but with just all undisputed like era he, clips. My goodness. He's, just, he's paying out the ass for that Final Cut Pro 
Do you uh, think he uses Final Cut? I think he has <coughs> it for free because they're at full sale. He could just like go to. He just uses the lab hours <laughs> in full sale. Sorry, Kyle, you got to check in to use the computer. Like, oh man, I don't Come have my on. card with me. I'm like technically not a student, but like I'm with the NXT. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah, all right, whatever. Get in there, Adam. Uh, Co- good to see Bobby Fish without a sling. There was definitely concerns. Yeah, you know from past tapings. I think last week and he, he was had one too. So yeah, <coughs> uh, and uh, I thought Cole showed that he was very good at carrying himself as lead heel champion. Like it's something that feels very natural to him. Like it was kind of a long time coming. Mm-hmm. To you know, as much as I begrudgingly chose Johnny Gargano in the prediction, yeah, yeah. show as it sh- should have won. Great it's all match. right, you know. Great match, great, great match. Uh, Cole then tells the NXT Tag Team Champions and the NXT North American Champions to shine those belts up real nicely. Turn. Oh wait, no. He just says to shine, shine them up real nicely, so they'll be in the glass for Roddy, uh, Bobby, and uh, Kyle. Uh, then he also says that the Undisputed Era will hold all the gold, therefore all the power, <laughs> and no one will be able to stop them. Not Regal, not even Triple. H. Yeah, for some reason, like the, the full sale just reacted like ooh, like it's like Triple H just some like <laughs> taboo subject, even though so, he's like there every like. The thing week is about that is that it? they were planning on a Tommaso Ciampa Triple H match, um, at the future takeover, but then Tommaso Ciampa it's Triple H wrestling at a takeover. So that would be. I wonder if they're going to plan for an Adam Cole Triple H match, but then. I feel like the complete passing of the torch. But I okay, but yeah, Triple H would have to lose that match, and I don't see that happening at all. Triple H having to lose to an NA. I mean, yeah, he's Four this is one, his man. this is his baby. He'll he'll be willing to put over his baby and all this other stuff. But wow, no, I'd never heard of this before. Like just the sheer prospect of Triple H wrestling at a takeover in general. That would be that, that sounds really cool. That would be insane. Where'd you hear this from? Um Brian Alvarez of Wrestling Observer Live. He said like I could like I've heard that Triple H is going to wrestle a takeover. Well he was just saying how they were planning a Tomasa Champa Triple H match. That was definite. God. It's like, but he doesn't know for sure. Looking, once <laughs> you both look at him, yeah, I was thinking about that. You got bald that. guy with beard, and you got bald, bald guy, guy with beard. beard. I think the loser has to sha- loser has to shave the beard. Well, now it's like you have bald guy with beard versus long haired guy with little beard. <laughs> no, can you imagine if just Triple H had a full head of hair, full head of hair, but then no no beard, and yeah, then you just have Tommaso Ciampa with you know with the same beard? It's like you know, past meets present. No, it's like no, it's like a yin yang. <laughs> No. Um, Al- Not like Sonata with his freaking where like his hair matches his beard and it just looks very symmetrical. So yeah, Sonata is weird. Uh, out comes the Velveteen Dream because um, uh, Adam Cole says this year, 2019, no one can touch me. Out comes Velveteen Dream. He, and says, he says, you can touch me. He says, oh, Adam, no one can touch, touch you. I'd love to touch you. And the crowd erupts. He looked straight up looking like Austin Powers in this. I f- was this the first? I th- I feel like this is not the first time you wore this. And I feel like this is the I think NXT, more than once I've made this joke. I think NXT is the one way that they're going to get new wrestling fans involved into WWE. No, I can definitely see just being like this NXT where like some dude who follows who's, you know, like you and I just, you know, are like follows wrestling would like more or less aim this towards a, per- a lapsed fan. And then they're like, it's an hour long. It's an yeah. easier watch. And these pe- these uh, these acts He's like dream, and then in a later in a later segment, like no, in like a little bit later and within the segment, riddle. Yeah, like just think about the amount of promo parades that's been going on in the main event in the main event roster. Like everybody just kind of just gets their sh- like 
gets like just has their music has their music played they say a thing that like that will happen later in the show and it's just like that week after week after week here is a bunch of nxt guy here's that nxt they're doing the exact same thing but they're more or less they're scripted but they're a lot more in touch with their character and have a little bit more freedom they're also more in touch with the current day person yeah, you know what I mean. Like, think about all like, the people that how, were massively is, over. Like, yeah, wrestlers are not ordinary people. Like, they can, they can, wrestlers, they just seem like I don't want to call them regular people because Dream is, you know, he's a, he's flamboyant. Right. He's very he's very much larger than life. But what he says makes sense to him as a character. It doesn't seem like it's not every every single person in the main roster. They sound exactly like something got wrote for them. You know, that's part of why John Moxley left and you know But you know, I'm just saying like listen to or look at the, the main people that were over. Who was over in the seventies in the seventies? Bruno San Martino. He was their main baby. I mean, that's face. the thing. I was like, yeah, the thing about the seventies. Well, but why? Like, it, no, the thing is about seventies is like it was very much a different era at that time where no, they, yeah, believed, yeah. they believed wrestling was real, and then it was very much in a sports like manner where he would just the only reason why he got over is because he won all the fucking time. And then in the eighties, who was the face Hulk of WWE? Hogan. Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. In the nineties, who was the face of WWE? Stone Cold and The Rock. They were all products of their time. Hulk Hogan was the embodiment of the eighties. Um, same with Ric Flair. Um, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin who and The Rock, who were pretty much the embodiment of the 1990s. This, yeah, there was a point that um, that Dave Meltzer responded to a tweet uh, one time, and I think you probably saw this. It was, it's actually been making the rounds lately. Where I forget the username, but I should have remembered. But this person, this individual, asked Dave Meltzer, "Do you think that in the in this in this John Cena world, like?" The fact that John Cena is so charismatic to a point where he can literally turn anything given to him, like say word for word, and just go by the skin of his teeth, by the way he, how charismatic, how naturally charismatic he is, and like the whole making chicken salad out of chicken shit mentality. Yeah. It, this created this culture within the writing room, within Vince's workflow, to actually put, like, construct everything. You, this rest uh, uh, like what to completely just construct whatever main roster has to say verbatim yeah as proven from that john moxley interview right, right where listen we're gonna give you shit but you have to make it better and if you can't do that without doing That's this on you it's on you it's not our fault this is good shit it's so you <laughs> <laughs> you know no absolutely and i think that's <laughs> Pretty much the way it has been going, like since post Austin, post Rock, and mm-hmm. now this is uh, granted NXT a very, and we see this on the groundwork with NXT. Like, like I said, this is this is something that had, like, this is a segment that follows more more or less follows the same formula than in uh, an opening promo, an opening segment in the main roster, but it's fast, it's efficient. It's an well. First of all, it's 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 within an hour long show, so and they're not afraid they to, to like actually, you know, like I think there's things on the main roster, like that line Velveteen says. About, you can like I'd like to touch you. I'd like to touch they you. wouldn't say that on the main roster, of course. And then uh, Matt Riddle, uh, yeah. Should we just oh, go yeah. deeper into segment? Yeah. So uh, Dream says, uh, well, first off, Dream comes out. He says the NXT Championship would pair nicely with his North American Championship. Uh, Roddy then tells Dream to dream on, and he doesn't even think he deserves the title he has already. Out comes Matt Riddle and asks Riddle if he uh, if if well, he first hit- of all he just says bro, <laughs> bro. Then Riddle asks uh, Roddy if he hit him too hard in the head at Takeover because he beat him and he beat you over there, baby. Which is kind of 
kind of dumb, but hey, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Riddle like recently just started smoking again. I can see it in his eyes. Um, Cole then says the bro is just jealous because Cole has held every title in NXT. I don't necessarily remember him holding the. I guess he defended the tag titles because of like Freebird rule one time. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, tells Riddle to go back online and start writing reviews from old wrestlers from the Attitude Era. Which prompted Goldberg chance. Riddle looked legit like, oh shit, they just oh, say man. that. They're gonna make they're they gonna, fucking they're say gonna that? put a spotlight on my on my stuff now. He was just like, What? Am I getting a match with Goldberg? And uh oh man. You know, that'd actually be kind of an alright match. He might, man. Yeah, the, the if you case you didn't know, Matt Riddle is not a Goldberg fan, and Goldberg is not a fan of Matt Riddle. I don't think it was really cool for him. He to blocked go. him. Oh, Goldberg? Yeah. I don't think it was cool for Goldberg Riddle to go online. I don't Matt think it was Riddle. cool for Riddle to go online and just be like <laughs> you know, like, it was like he was just at that like point. Like the, the, time, guy. the timing was like he kind of he more or less kind of kicked him while he was down when Riddle posted that selfie. He's like, I know you have a concussion right Gold now. Riddle. Like, yeah, but um, and then he just went on to like you know praise the Undertaker while kind of just giving still giving shade to the Goldberg. I, I like, love. I, the I bet you he wants a match. Oh no, absolutely. He want he wants a match with Brock, but he wants a match with Goldberg first. He wants to take him down. He wants to take them both down. Uh, Cole says that everyone uh, is now living in the undisputed era. Out comes Tyler Breeze, and he takes offense to what everyone is saying uh, because everyone's taking credit for building NXT, and he was there before any any of these guys out here. Breeze then informs Cole that there will be a six-man tag match tonight. Breeze, Riddle, and Dream versus three members of the undisputed era. And then they just said, uh, okay, bye. Yeah, that was a weird segment. It was just like, it's... <clears throat> Adam Cole doesn't have a mic, but then he's just like, yeah, yeah. and then was it, uh, and then like it just it just uh, spilled all spilled over to uh, Beth Phoenix on commentary, which I was oh reminded of. Oh my god! Of. Yeah, no, absolutely, and like, it, it like slowly faded in. Yeah, that was just we. Yeah, Matt Riddle. I just think that you know after watching that strong Roderick Strong match, uh, take over. Oh my god! This, like this dude has the potential to be like a massive, massive star, but. You just have that, you know. You have the main roster fear, like he'll he'll end up being like RVD. You know, they'll just know one, they'll know one thing about him, and then that'll just be him for the rest of his life. Vince will give him like a surfer dude gimmick. I mean, he'll come he, out like, but holding. he like that's who he is. Yes, but then I've, they're just gonna play it off as like this super one dimensional thing. Unlike you like know, he'll come out with a surfboard. You know what I mean? Be like, whoa, surfs up, bro. I think he. Man, if anybody's willing to, die, he, I bet he doesn't even surf. He probably is just from Huntington Beach and smokes weed. That's probably it. God, don't man, they are gonna give uh, <clears throat> Matt Riddle a surfer gimmick, isn't? Aren't they? Yep. He's um, gonna, he's, it's gonna be like a tropical theme. He's gonna. He's he'll be he'll, he'll be like Johnny uh, John Laurinaitis. My name's Matt Tsunami. He'll, he'll just pretty much just be like a dynamic dude. Yeah, the dynamic dude, Matt Riddle. The, you know we like that's <laughs> again. Matt, uh, William Regal. That's good he shit, said it, Corey. He said it himself, where like to any to any recruit to any like you know FCW at the time FCW he pretty much said make a list of ten things that ten gimmicks or ten things that you think uh, uh, that you think are the worst things the worst things possible to ever happen to you, and I will yeah. guarantee you ten out of ten and those those will happen. And I feel like it's just William Regal just giving these to Vince like, hey, do this to him, do this to him, do this to him. <laughs> Yeah, what is this? Who, you're still here. What the hell? <sighs> then we find out after that that next week we'll have a uh, steel cage match: Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. So, Gee, I wonder how that's going to turn out. That'll be fun. Um, then next up we have Raul Mendoza versus Damian Priest. 
Or Baron Corbin. I don't know. They gave Raul Mendoza a, an entrance, man. Okay, so here's what and I And I get. thought this entrance was like, huh, maybe they're going to do something Raul Mendoza. My money is actually going to be in Mendoza. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, he had a match. Who was the match he had against? Forget. And he, but I, I Yeah, but he had a... Um, he he won. Remember, he had a win a couple weeks ago, maybe a he month was ago. A, I think it was a tag match with. Uh, no, no, it was a singles three. match. He okay. had a singles match that he actually won. It was like holy fuck, Raúl Mendoza won. I thought they would push him, and now I'll say this: here he is. He's against the, Damian Priest, formerly. Now he got a bit of offense in. Let's be punishment Martinez. Yeah, formerly known as. Well, we're gonna get a lot of formerly known as in this show. But, <laughs> looks, um, looks exactly like uh, Baron Corbin pre uh, head shave. I'll see, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I thought this Damien Priest guy... Um, they need some guy coming down to n- rock and roll music. To me, he is a combination of Aleister Black and Corbin... Bo- Cor- not Corbin Dallas. What's his name? Um, Baron Corbin. Uh, yeah, uh, Cor- Cor- Corbin Dallas. I like that. Multipass. Uh, and I just thought, like... But I thought the whole bow and arrow gimmick... <laughs> you have to add Chris so Angel dumb. to that mix, too. Yes, actually, I, he's <laughs> all Chris Angel. He's like, just, he has a rock and roll... Here's the thing. He has a rock and roll lifestyle, but then he's just some... But then he also he's also this brooding person, personality, too. Like, no, this... He's Chris Angel. Yeah, it's... it's he's it's, mind free. It's the extras from Blade, plus Chris Angel, plus Baron Corbin. Yeah, he's like... I think his gimmick is, like, 10 years too late. <laughs> Oh man! Right that, down to the boot fit. But anyways, jeans. he comes out um, and, boot and fit, bu- they uh, pants. They do this thing now for him where does a bone arrow. He he doesn't have a bone arrow, but he kind of like mimes one and he shoots at the screen and spells his name out in fire, uh, fire. So because he's priest, but he's wearing all black. You get it? It's yin and yang. He also has a five head. A what? His, his hairline's really bit huge. He's oh. like right like again. Just Baron like, Corbin. Like just like Baron Corbin. Just hey. Like, I like this guy. He looks really cool. But anyways, the match, <clears throat> big boot to Mendoza, multiple strikes, and a bell clap to Mendoza. That wicked bell clap. Then we have a springboard roundhouse kick to Damian Priest. Mendoza mounting a comeback. And we have a rope walk drop kick. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, Raul Mendoza sporting uh, new facial hair. He looked good. He's got a little something there now. Yeah. Uh, a rope walk drop kick to Damian Priest. Priest then catches Mendoza coming out of the ring, hits him with a choke slam on the corner of the ring, which Beth Phoenix reminds us that's the hardest part of the ring. Uh, rolling cutter to Mendoza, uh, the pin and the win. Damian Priest victorious in his debut match. So I mean, it looked all, it was all right, I guess. <laughs> it, it was like yeah, but watch, <laughs> he's gonna wrestle just like Baron Corbin when he gets to the main roster. So that's all I gotta say. They're gonna have him be um, everywhere. I'm the new GM. I'm Damian Priest. I'm gonna uh, block you guys too. Are we? Oh man, I just he Baron Corbin has to be like the coolest dude in the backstage, and like <laughs> he has to be like the coolest dude to hang out with, hang around backstage, or like like. It's like a locker room, like savant for he's him like, to get this spotlight. To, for like, him to be this liked, he gives out full size candy bars for Halloween. I have no doubt in my mind he's actually kind of a good person, even though he did block us. Um, oh. But uh, like, fuck, man! Like this is the, the. I think it's just the stubbornness of just showing, like having Baron Corbin so everywhere. Yeah, and I don't he know. Sucks. I feel, man. I just said they need to get rid of his gimmick. I think if they get rid of his gimmick and go back to this the is a bad, wolf. it's a bad gimmick. This Damien Priest, again, like it shows goes to show how bad this Damien Priest gimmick were. All I am think set, talking about is Baron fucking Corbin. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they're doing it. And 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 also Alistair Black vibes. If your if your gimmick reminds me of other people, this thing's dead in the water. 
Yeah. In my opinion, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least he has archery. He can always fall back on. Just, yeah, that's his thing. He should just have like a bow and arrow, and his finishing move is that he just he just challenges everyone just, to an archery uses, competition. Like, no, he teases a bow and arrow through the chest. And Raul, <laughs> he's like, "I'll kill you." Yeah, Raul like, Mendoza no, and Raul Mendoza gets shoot dead, and you know he's they kill him. First live murder on NXT. That would be different. Mamma That would be. It would be shocking, provocative. Gets the people going. Next up, we have William Regal with a very special announcement. A very special announcement from William Regal. But next week, we're going to start the tournament. The NXT Breakout Tournament, showcasing the new class of the Performance Center. He's showcasing a freaking, like, the special on a fancy, the special in a menu in a fancy restaurant. Tonight's special. Tonight's special today. Jordan Miles. So, do you have the names? So, I have all the names. Cool. Uh, So, I'm I'm just going to say the names, and I want you to guess. (laughs) <laughs> They're real names. Okay, I'll say Sam Loomis. No, no. Uh, okay, you have him there then. No, uh, no, no. no. Uh, what's his What's his name? No. Loomis. Oh God, I had a, I had that one. So Jordan Miles, formerly ACH, Boa, formerly Boa, uh, Cam- Boa, still Boa. Yeah, Cameron, that's a cool name. Cameron Grimes, formerly Trevor Lee. Trevor Lee. This is the next one that really pisses me off. Isaiah Swerve Scott, formerly Shane Strickland. That is an awesome name, Shane Strickland. So is Swerve. Well, he's but the then king you of know, in wrestling, in wrestling. At least they kept that. You <laughs> is that you think that's going to be his gimmick? He just swerves a bunch of people. Like guys, I'm going gotcha. to when I <laughs> like if, if he wins the breakout tournament, like he's going to say like I'm going to challenge Adam Cole. Never mind, I'm challenging the North America. No, I think they're going to challenge. I'm suck because that's my name, Swerve. Gotcha. Oh, no, not Sam Lewis. So Sam Shaw was his original name, but yeah, his new name is Dexter Lu- Loomis. So they're still going to keep the serial killer gimmick. Yes. Um, they're going to go with it. I mean, looking at him, yeah. No, that yeah, he looks like someone who would kill a guy. Bronson Reed, formerly known as Jonah Rock. I've never heard of him. Um, Angel Garza, formerly Umberto Garza, because we can't have two Umbertos on the WWE roster. Oh, my God. And uh, then Joaquin Wild, formerly... DJZ. Joaquin Wild. Joaquin Wild. Cool whip. Cool whip. Joaquin Wild. So, yeah, so. I, it's super crazy to me that they actually showed their, pre, like, their government their, names. <laughs> their, uh, <laughs> yeah. slave names. Uh, I mean, again, NXT is a different audience. Yeah. They, gotta, they can do, the, if, if, if it's, if there's any, you know, if there's any section of WWE programming that they can do this, this is the place to do it. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, they introduced uh, Finn Balor as Fergal Devitt like once, and, and um, Alistair Black as Tommy End once. Yeah. So I mean, it's not you know out of the you know out of the world of possibility, but it's, it's just high, they respect the intelligence of the viewer. That's I, the thing about NXT; they re- they more or less respect your intelligence. Isaiah Scott, though, man, Shane Strickland, Isaiah, I I just can't get over it, man. After watch, this, like all the, I mean, think the thing is that's only round one of those changes. That's true, and <laughs> then. Know? He'll get back up to. He'll, I don't fucking know. Just chop it. Just chop it. Chop, just chop Isaiah. It. I mean, Boa. Like Boa's ahead of the game. This <laughs> is Boa. I'm just Boa, man. Like, what are you gonna do? Call me Bo. <laughs> Call I was me. already one Bo. Yeah, I can't. What are you gonna do? Fire. Be B man. I'll be the B man. It's fine. Or just uh. <laughs> just my hey. name is Oa. Oa. Oh. And then yeah. Oh, and then he's gonna team up with Cassius Ono. Oh no. Oh no. And Oa. <sighs> Anyways, next looking up, forward to this tournament. We, yeah, it's gonna be a fun one, I think. Yeah. Starting next week. Um, Sweet. So, uh, then we have a video package for Mia Yim. It was a nice video package. I mean, I'm the I'm the I'm the HBC. Yeah, head baddie in charge. So, have you watched the wrestlers? 
No, I haven't seen that yet. So I've seen clips of it when they Damien were. Damien Abraham's uh, Vice uh, Vice. Land? Jose was bringing it up the other. Yeah, day. yeah. Now, like they now, like this week, there's a double header, and I think one of them is, focuses on Mia Yim. Was it one of them on Ray? Fe- the other one on Ray Phoenix? Yeah, one of the, one of them is focusing on Ray Phoenix. I heard nothing but yeah. praise about this. Yeah. I I should talk to Jose about this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we just got to get his password for his, his cable oh, so we can watch it on Vice Seriously. That's like, I was, hey, can I just get the I, password real quick, I want to watch these. Yeah, I really um, do. Then we have... Uh, I t- mean, it's Viceland. Like, I, I, I feel like you could watch these. I remember, you know, I was able to watch the Von Eric documentary. Okay. You could probably watch one or two episodes for free. Yeah. yeah. Next up, uh, we have Tainara Kanchi versus Zaya Lee. Not Tainara. Not Tainara. Tainara. I'm never gonna get over that. I feel, it, I feel, man. I wish that story still there. It has to be. Uh, the two shake hands with a sign of respect. The two, uh, Code mar- of honor. The two martial art are artists doing mat based wrestling. Yeah, one uh, Zia Lee. She's a uh, what is she? Kung fu martial oh, arts. Oh, oh, oh. But I know Tainara is a uh, kickboxing. Or? No, she's a uh, BJJ <laughs> Brazil Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Okay, uh, but and Latinas do it better. This match is really botchy. Uh, you know, they're both no, no, no. I wouldn't say botchy, yeah. but I would say gr- they're both very green. They're still green. No, okay, they're very green. Yeah, but there was a lot of moves that were botched. Of course, and I'm not. I mean, saying, the, the 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 kick, the the psych out kick was still pretty good. good oh, that was good. Yeah, that wasn't the botch. But I'm saying like the uh, there was like a um, a slam at the beginning of the match where they couldn't get off completely. Yeah. Um, but it was just. Yeah, uh, the no. the crowd tried. They were like they were trying to show momentum. Um, they're 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 still it. like they're both fairly. It's it's this crowd did not want to see these women fail. No, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were like like they know yeah. enough about these women. They know how hard. They they they, yeah. they still have Absolutely. this certain level of adoration towards them. I think mostly because and, you know May Young classic cred. Maybe and, and at a certain point, like this is like a community feel. Like it's like an uh, independent show feel. Like, I think the full sale audience sale. is a little bit more cognizant of the reputation they would have sometimes, and they're on TV too. So you yeah, know, they, I mean? you know, they don't want to. They don't want to have the that sort. Of, they want to go do away with this certain stigma about full sale. And that I'll, you keep I'll be hearing. honest. I've given a couple sympathy, like let's go chance of four, like at AP Dell. Like there's been a couple. I'm not gonna say what matches they were, but I've there's matches that have been really quiet, and I've just been like, let's go Jungle Boy. Yeah, no, it wasn't Jungle Boy. I swear. Yeah. Uh, but no, like there are some matches where I'm just like, okay, it's too quiet. Let's go, everybody. Get it. Say, make some noise. Hey, lo- honestly, hey, listen, that's. To a certain degree, it ha- it, there needs to be at least some ca- accountability in terms of mm-hmm. not getting a crowd over. Like if you can't, if you're not, if, if you're, oh, I, I know, try, you like you're, you're not, you're not trying to force it at least, right? Like if this match is bad, it, you gotta, you know. I, but I've done, I've, I've done it because like I've known, I've, I've seen the wrestlers walking around. I kn- kind of know them one on one, so it's like it, it, sometimes I forced it, <laughs> but. Oh, okay. What am I gonna say? Uh, I just you know trying to give them a good vibe. Uh, but then we have a spinning heel kick to Conchi. You're not helping them, Corey. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You're just enabling them. Yeah. Uh, Zia Lee hits the heel kick to Conchi and you're the pin and the win. So maybe Zia Lee will get a, uh, a future. Push. Forget? Did they shake hands after that too? I don't no? think so. Okay. Um, after this, we have a championship edition of Street Talk with the Street Profits, the NXT bum, Tag bum, Team bum, Champion. Bum, bum, and bum, I think bum, honestly, Montez Ford is another one of the people I'm talking about that is just. In touch with his character, and he can be over like Rover one of these days. And I honestly think he's athletic. He he's so athletic. Potential. He has so athletic that he can be the future AJ Styles. I think that. if that dude can like put on another thirty pounds, he could, he could he like, make it. He can actually like be a legit main eventer. Yeah, I can see you it. You know, 
Like yeah. just like just uh, yeah, among the upper echelon. Uh, he drops his crown at one point, and uh, they keep rolling. And uh, next week, I believe they are wrestling the Forgotten Sons. You know, oh, God. for the tag titles. So sort of not looking forward to that. Do I don't know the I don't know the results. Well, we're, the Forgotten Sons are going to lose, man. Come on, I I don't I I think I read the results, but I can't remember. Then we come to our main event: uh, Velveteen Dream, Tyler Breeze, and Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish. They asked Kyle O'Reilly to sit this one out because he was busy. He was up all night making that video. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like, worked hard enough today, man. You, know, you did break. your part. You did yeah. your part. Um, so the match, the match is really good no matter what. Go watch it. Uh, the faces are arguing to start the match to see who's going to start the match. It turns out Matt Riddle and Adam Cole start the match. Riddle gets Cole in a wrist lock takedown, rolling knee bar to Adam Cole. Dream hits, Dream hits a springboard moonsault to fish. Uh, Riddle hits Cole with multiple strikes, but O'Reilly distracts uh, the ref while Fish and Strong go after Riddle. Dream then tags himself in. Uh, knee strike to Tyler Breeze. Follow, that's a lumbar check, right, that Roderick Strong does? Right? Yes. He throws him up and then yes. does the knee thing. Yeah. yeah. Then lumbar check to Velveteen Dream. Roddy pins Velveteen Dream. So the six-man tag. They walk out on top. And, uh, yeah, the, Velve- or the Undisputed Error are still on top. I wonder if this is going to cause um, Tyler Breeze. He looked a little pissed off because Velveteen Dream did uh, tag himself back into the match. Um, I wonder if he's going to come out and turn heel or at least a little more heelish like he used to be. So, uh, Tyler Breeze. Yeah, Tyler Breeze. Yeah, he, heel. Uh, he wears Ugg boots. He does. I think he needs to revamp his look just a and, and He has. He cut the hair. He cut the hair and that's it, but he's still wearing like the same like 2013 um, gimmick. You know, I'm still. I'm uh, honestly, I'm kind of shocked how far. Like, I think just because, due to his uh, history in NXT, that the, the gimmick, the gimmick is more or less just a nostalgia trip. But then I'm also a little bit surprised how far he has gotten with that as yeah. well. Because you know, everybody, everybody and their moms kind of knew. Like the second he's in the main roster, nah, yeah, no doubt. Nah. Well, and now he's back in NXT and apparently full time now. Who did he uh, feud with when he came? Dolph Ziggler. It was Dolph Ziggler. Oh, my God. Like, it was Dolph Ziggler. Jesus. Yeah. No, and that was during a period of time where Dolph Ziggler feuded with everybody who was just going to come Shinsuke. Just back. Yeah. I think that's the only example. Yeah. Yeah. So that was NXT. Good show overall. I mean, yeah. there were some low parts. You know, this is a full sale. This is a full sale taping. So it was so, the first one back from TakeOver. So they yeah. were super amped off the Yeah. Not, the like, not that friggin' house show from last week. Oh, no, that was weird. It was a very weird show. I mean, you know, Gulak and Kushida was still good. Is Gulak going to the main roster? Gulak I heard something about Gulak going to Monday Night Raw. I don't know. Oh. So this week we decided to do a little wrestling show. and t- Oh, what's going on here? Live video traffic collision. Oh, please don't be my car. Okay, we're fine. Um, I just got an alert. He looked at his phone. I mean, he looked at his watch. <laughs> well, there's a picture of a car crash. It was like live video traffic collision with injuries. I'm like, is that my car? No. Okay, that, that's fine. Hopefully everyone's okay. <laughs> Wrestling yeah. show until this week, Antonio Noki versus Big Van Vader. So why did you choose this, Corey? Well, this week is the uh, I think the one year anniversary of Vader's passing, um, his death mm-hmm. birthday, as some would call it. His, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I heard of this match and I wanted to check it out for myself. Little did I know what this match was going to be. And uh, what did it? And what was it? It was a four minute squash match. And you don't have to necessarily hear that about Anoki. No, and the other way around. You know what I mean? Vader beat Anoki. Yeah. So um, with Anoki zero offense. This is the amount of respect that Anoki has for this person of Vader's stature. He actually really did. I heard an interview um, with Vader. It was a one-on-one. He's not wrong, too. 
And there, there's some stuff I'll talk about after I talk about the match. Uh, so the match starts. Vader intimidates Anoki. Multiple strikes to Anoki's head, followed by a military press slam. Uh, when was this, by the way? Uh, I forgot. Okay. 1980, question mark. Uh, or 19, question mark. We'll see. Um, uh, Vader sets up Anoki for a tree of woe, hits a running tackle to Anoki, followed by a brain buster, running power slam, the pin and the win. After the match, uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, that's it. Um, after the match, he continues to beat down on Anoki, okay. and um, stop it. He's the young lions. Dead. The young lions break it up. He takes out some of the young lions. So the thing about this match that is also pretty special. This is also the reason why New Japan was not allowed to go back to the Sumo Hall for quite some time. Because really? it wasn't the freaking Kota Ibushi move. Well, this is what I'm saying. First, <laughs> this is the first one time they were kicked out of Sumo Hall. Oh, that's Budokan, by the way. Yeah. Well, that was reference. Okay. Um, so this is why they're kicked out of Sumo Hall, because people in the stands were so pissed that Anoki lost that they set these towels on fire. Yeah, there, yeah. And threw them and started throwing them into the ring. I would imagine you're in, you're, you're in Japan, you're in a New Japan show, Anoki losing in a four-minute match. I, in yeah. a debut match. That would, that would be kind of a... Um, that would be a kind of a fucking downer. Vader, in his interview that I heard on YouTube, he goes to the back to got death threats. Probably. He got death threats. He wanted to go to a locker room that he wasn't allowed in the locker room, and then he sets down to chop, pop a beer open. Did it? Yep. And they were like, "No, you got to go. The fans are fucking coming down the hall right now. Like we need to get out of here. No, don't even shower, you stinky. Yeah. Fucking big." Motherfucker. Big, you big, you big mammoth of a man. Yeah. Uh, get in the car and leave. But, you know, he left. Yeah, he's, in, he's in an airport runaway, like, just being chased by a bunch. He's in an airport being chased by a bunch of, like, New Japan fans. Like, he has to run to the to the plane. Like, oh, they're coming to get me. Let's go. It's funny, because New Japan fans probably it's now like the ending like, of Argo. They would just be like, we don't like this. You know, we, we this isn't how traditional New Japan is. We don't like this. I know, again, I'm surprised, too. Like, Inoki... Not uh, just giving the time of day to, and this is the same guy who Anoki would shoot on people that he had zero respect for, and he would still do that to like as early as two thousand, as as early, I mean, as recent as two thousand nine. Just like that, you know, that video of him beating the crap out of Shinsuke um, Nakamura. No, I'm not talking about. Well, yeah, but uh, there's that video from like the eighties or nineties where Anoki's beating the shit out of that one wrestler. Who, mm-hmm. you know, he's a big. Big chubby guy, yeah. and uh, bust bust him open, and the ref had to break him up. That's when you say that's when you turn a work into a shoot. Yeah. Um, also, Shit got real. I do like how Vader says him and Anoki were great friends. He goes continue. He's like, yeah, Anoki would always take me to the massage parlors, you know, with <laughs> all the girls. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I didn't need to know that. Vader. I, yeah, I didn't need to know that, Corey. Yeah, well, I knew it, so I, yeah, you did. So that's how I end the B show with an image of a Noki invader going into massage parlors. Probably by the same woman. With all Honestly, the girls. At the same time, and like, yeah. 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 Uh, but, you know, uh, now a Vader is, is, bathroom, rest, is resting in peace. And Noki, is he still a prob- senator? Or like a governor or whatever? Sure. Why not? I don't, Might no, as well be. I don't even know the politics in America. How should I know politics in another, what do they call those things? <laughs> country there we go. <laughs> yes <sighs> all right shall we get out of here shall we call this a day michael of course man. 78 all the weekend all right uh guys for city wrestling radio for kcsf i'm Corey smith i'm michael vergara and i'm coco and uh maybe i'll have to do that bumper now uh guys 
We'll see you. No, I'll see you next week. Uh, well, I'll see you next week. Me and uh, Jose Osegueda. We're going to talk you every sentence. We're going to talk a little uh, WWE. And this week in WWE, next Wednesday, maybe we'll have a stomping ground uh, uh, review, maybe. <laughs> That's a big maybe, though. Hmm. Um, yeah. If, st- if stomping ground is like super crazy. But real quick, who do you think the special guest ref is going to be? Shane. I-, I said the same thing, actually. I said the exact same thing. They'll be like, you know. He's be the most pushed heel on fucking WWE anyways. All right, guys. For KCSF for City Wrestling Radio, I'm Corey Smith. He's Michael Vergara. And we'll see you next week. Have a great day. We'll see you. Bye.